Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Today, we're going to talk about some very awesome stuff. We have a video about sailing the seas, a book about enchanted forests, and we have a totally awesome guest. Today we have the one, the only, the amazing, Dr. Alyaskar Jagani. Alyaskar is an optometrist. That means he works on your eyes. That's right. Thanks for having me on the show, Tiberius. No problem. Today, we're going to start off with a video of the week, and it's going to be a sale. And now it's time for the video game of the week. Today's video game is Arcane Odyssey. This game is made by Vertex Games. Because it's on Roblox, you're able to play it on PC, Mac, Xbox, and even your cell phone. And it is free. You might remember VTX games from their other games, Adventure Story and World of Magic. Sounds good. Let's get into it. Okay. So, you start off learning about the Warring Seas, and you have a little boat, and you sneak onto a dock. When you're discovered, you need to fight the bands that are in the town. You learn to fight and develop some skills, and even a magical skill. If you defeat the bandits, you are rewarded and offered to stay and help the town. Alright. Mm-hmm. Well, you then embark on a journey that, can, uh, that you can choose to be loved or feared. You can help or capture towns and even build large castles and ships. You can develop your magic skills or throw them all away to build fighting styles or weapon mastery. This game is still in beta and has a super rich and long story. Sounds interesting. Hmm. I give Arcane Odyssey 8 out of 10 stars because I really enjoyed this game and you can build your own clan with your friends, but it is a bit slow and hard to find what you're supposed to be doing next. Now it's time for the book of the week, Watch Hollow, The Alchemist's Shadow. This book is written by Gregory Funero. Remember to the back of the book. In fact, Alyaskar, would you like to do the honors? I would. Alright. Having defeated the Gar, a vicious tree monster who lived within the enchanted woods of Watch Hollow, Lucy and Oliver Tinker now have the home they've always dreamed of, Blackford House. Powered by a magical clock and full of curious rooms and improbable knickknacks, Blackford House brims with a promise of new adventures. Well, this is an era book is worth two whole points. This book is for fifth grade and first month. This is a good book about series that talks about friends and how they're in the city called Watch Hollow. So, the book starts off with this group of people in a car going to a house that was just handed down to two people that were just moving into the States. Now, they are welcomed by an old man and tells them a little bit about the place and other things. An old man gave the governess of the city a pendant, and she starts to fall asleep and feel dizzy after the pendant being handed to her. Hmm, weird. Now, the story gets interesting. We are now some time later, and there's some children fighting next door because one kid called another kid Frogface. So, you know, like, one kid named Lucy was about to break another kid's arm because it, and was stopped by his brother because the boy was his friend and the boy apologized. Normal, right? Sounds about right. 
Now, the kid then sees, see you tomorrow, I gotta head to the store. Well, the two siblings then talk to each other about how Lucy, the one who was about to break the kid's arm, acted and how to fix that behavior. But... Okay, okay. I can't tell you all of the story, but it was a pretty crazy ending. You should read the book, too. I give Watch Hollow 9 out of 10 stars because I enjoyed the story and it reminded me a lot about some creepy houses and how creepy it is inside. Sounds like an interesting book. And now it's time for our interview of an interesting person. Today's guest is going to be so much fun. Today we have the one, the only, the amazing... Dr. Alyaskar Jagani! Alyaskar is an optometrist. That means he works on your eyes. That's right. We know a lot about the eyes. Mm-hmm. So first off, how are you enjoying being on the show? Loving the show. This is this is a very cool experience. Thanks for having me on. Wow. So, you were as an eye doctor. What got you interested in working in this field? So, I would say a lot of influence is in terms of just being able to help people. Um... While I was in school, I was always looking for something that I can uh, be able to turn around and help within the healthcare field. Um, the eye itself is just truly amazing. Just if you think about it, how small the eye is, and it lets you see the entire universe. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing this? About 10 years now. Wow. So, I learned there are three types of eye doctors. Opticians, optometrists, and ophthalmologists. What are the differences, and why did you decide to be an optometrist? So as an optometrist, you can think of me as your primary eye doctor. So we take care of anything related to the eye in terms of checking your vision, helping to make sure you can see clearly. We check the health of the eye. If there's something that requires um, surgery, that's where we would refer to an ophthalmologist. Opticians are people who actually help to provide your glasses to help find the right frame, uh, make sure it fits well, even put the lenses into them for you. Now, does being an eye doctor require a lot, a lot of training? It does require a fair amount of training. So after high school, we have to do four years of our undergraduate degree. And then on top of that, you have to do four years of optometry school. After that, you have to do your board examinations, your state licensing, and then you can practice as a doctor. Huh. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the best part about being an eye doctor? Helping people to see well every single day. So I get to be able to see... Does someone struggle with vision? Is there something we can do to make their quality of life better? And along the way, let them enjoy the experience too. Okay. Now, when should a kid talk to their parents about seeing an eye doctor? So that's a great question. Um, the earlier they see, the earlier they are checked, the better. So, for example, um, kids can be checked as young as six months to check and see if there's something going on inside the back of their eye because there could be a disease that affects their vision. But after that, we're usually checking their eyes at age three, age five, and then every year from that time period. Okay. Now, what if you don't need glasses? Should you still get checked? So that's a great question because a lot of times people think that it's just about being able to see. Um, sometimes you don't realize that you can't see as well. So, for example, before you first got your glasses, you might not have realized that you needed them to be able to see clearly. The world might look blurry, but you just think that's the way the, the world should look like. Whereas it's only after you get checked and you realize that, hey, there's something that we can do to make your vision clearer, that's where we can actually help prescribe glasses. But that's still only the, the beginning part. That's only the vision. That's just the glasses or contacts. There's still so much more about the health of the eye. There's so much more that we can do to make sure your vision doesn't deteriorate in the future. Okay. Can you really stop our vision from getting worse? We can. 
So now things are actually getting much better. The education and the, um, the technology is getting much better now. We can slow down your vision from getting worse. So when I was growing up, we didn't have these types of technologies. But now we have ways that if we catch your prescription early enough and young enough, we can slow it down so it doesn't keep getting worse and so that you don't always have to be wearing glasses or contacts as you grow up. Okay. Now, I get very squirmy when someone is close to my eye. Do kids ever kick or swing at you when you're, when you're working on them? Good question. So I haven't had anyone kick out at me yet. Yet. But sometimes we have adults who are squirmy as well. So not everyone's comfortable about having something close to their eyes. Um, part of an eye exam, of course, does require light shining into the eyes. Sometimes we do have to do things to be able to make sure that their eyes look healthy. But we try to make a nice and pleasant experience. I only kicked and swung once, and it was not about the light. It was about mm. the eye drops, about altering the eye and the yellow dye. Mm. That's when I... Instinct, <laughs> when I'm like... <laughs> Instinct kicks in at that point, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Why is it important to check your eyes once a year? I do it and always need new glasses. Is it just a way to get my parents to spend more money? Good question. So we always want to make sure that you can see clearly and you can always see your best. So one, when you're getting checked on the first time, we know you can see well. But what about a few months later? What about a year later? Your vision can change throughout the year. So we want to make sure that you can always see clear and you can always see your best. But the other part, like we were saying earlier, is that we want to make sure the inside of your eye looks good too. What if there's something that could be affecting your vision, but you don't even know about it? The earlier we catch it, the more, the easier we can take care of it. That's true. <laughs> but as for glasses, I actually brought in something to show you. So, these are some cool, fun frames that we carry. So, there's lots of colors for, um, for our younger patients. I'll show you one of these frames. All right, so I actually brought some frames in. So, this is a frame that's made by Ovio, Ovo for juniors. It lets me stretch it all the way out. So it's made Whoa. of surgical steel and titanium. So it's like space alloy. It's actually very durable, virtually indestructible. Really? Take a look. Sure, I can't break it. Give it a try. Whoa. They're right. Wow. Nice. It's normal. <laughs> it, it, it feels like bendable, like. Like a bendy straw, you know those bendy straws in school? Yeah. But wow! Now what's the most misunderstood part about this job? I think one of the most misunderstood and even challenging is the aspect of um, being able to educate people. We want mm -hmm. to make sure along the way we're explaining why we're doing what we're doing, but also how we can catch things at an early age. A lot of times, kids don't realize that they can't see as well. It's one of those cases where you don't know what you don't know. So we encourage making sure to get your eyes checked annually. So if there is something that we can help you out with school, say, for example, you're at the back of the class, but don't realize that you should be able to see that board clearly. We want to catch that early on. Hmm. Wow. Now, what was your most challenging situation working as an eye doctor? Hmm. I think it relates back to that education. Um, I think it's, it can be a challenge to explain to, for example, explaining to parents how much of a difference vision makes. Um, and then also explaining that we can slow down that prescription. A lot of times we think that, okay, we're just going to need a new pair of glasses. The next year we come back in, 
vision's gotten a little bit worse, we need a new pair of glasses and keep on doing that the same way. Whereas now, because we have the technology to slow it down, we can tell. We can do it. Wow. Now, when you're talking to people on the street, do you ever see signs that someone needs glasses? So sometimes we can tell if they're squinting, if they're really straining to be able to see things. They're doing one of these. But most of the time, we do need to do an actual examination and really be able to determine it. That makes sense. Now, what was the craziest thing that has happened while you were doing your job? Hmm. One crazy story that I had was where someone came in. I think they were a construction worker. Um, and they actually had something get into their eye. Yeah. So when they came in, they're in a lot of pain. It's very light sensitive for them. So bright lights bother their eyes. And then when I'm looking in, underneath our microscopes, I'm seeing that there's a metal foreign body inside of the eye. Oh, goodness. So those types of situations are very emergency situations. We want to make sure we can take it out right away and take care of the eye, treat it before it becomes infected. That's not good. Mm -hmm. So who can you say was the person that helped drive your passion the most? I would say my parents. I think my parents really encouraged me to find something that would help me, um, would allow me to help people, and something that I really enjoyed doing. So my parents have always been very encouraging of that. Okay. Now what advice would you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and be an optometrist? I would say work hard, study hard. Uh, we want to make sure that um, we're doing everything we can. Er, each way, each step along the way, make sure you're giving it your best. Give it your 100%. Um, and then the other part is you want to be able to shadow and see what does your optometrist do. Um, is it something that you like? Is it something that you're enjoying? We want to make sure you enjoy what you do. Okay. Now, is this an expensive job to get into? Mm. So any kind of doctor... Um, it does take a lot of schooling, which unfortunately also comes with a lot of educational costs too. So going through any optometry degree, medical degree, um, there is a lot of tuition that comes along the way. Yeah, it's a lot. Now, if you could think of one thing that would make your job easier, what would it be? If there was a better way we could get out there and explain, one, what we do and why we do it, if we can catch eye conditions earlier, Technology is always getting better. So I think we're on the right track. But best thing is if I can help share the message with more people. That makes sense. So what was that one patient that you would never forget? I think one case where uh, we were able to catch a retinal hole inside of the eye. That was very interesting. Um, we ended up just taking a photo of the eye. We tried to do screening photos so we can see what the inside of their eyes look like. Um, so we took a photo, and then I was able to actually show them that, look, this is something that we need to make sure we treat it right away before it becomes a bigger problem, yeah. before it leads to a detachment, for example, of the eye, and then they can't see as well. So we were able to refer we, them. We don't want that. No. We? No. Mm -mm. no. We want to make sure they can see it's throughout like their life. You have to spend the money now. I'm sorry. And that wasn't even, that wasn't a case of just glasses. It was they actually needed yeah, surgery to take care of it. But all through a normal eye exam. Wow. Now, what is the best advice that you've ever received, and who gave you that advice? Mm. Best advice I've ever received. Um, I think it's always, I think one of the best pieces of advice I've had is treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, and I try to do that every day. I think if we, if more of us do that, if we treat people the way we want to be treated, if we take care of them, we don't think of them as just another person that we may or may not see again, we want to actually help and make a difference in their life. 
You never know. The smallest gesture that you do could make a big difference in their day and then in their life. Mm-hmm. Well, who gave you that advice? That's a good question. I actually, I can't place where that where that's from. Wow. Yeah. Now, what was the very first job that you've ever had? So, first job I had was probably as a cashier. Um, so, helping check out people uh, with things that they were buying. Um, and then... And then helping out putting uh, items on the shelves. Was there anything you learned from that job that helped you be a better eye doctor? So a big part of being a cashier is that customer service. So that was something that's always helped me a lot. A lot of jobs as cashiers and stores and grocery stores, yeah. Yeah. Customer service is the number one thing that you learn. Now, what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do? So... I would encourage them to make sure if they haven't already had their eyes checked, make sure that you talk to your parents um, and go in to see your local eye doctor and make sure that you're getting your eyes checked. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change as a person? Biggest mistake I ever made? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I can't think of one big mistake um i think i think sometimes we get we get complacent we think that we we think that okay we can just slide by we can get through things uh whether it's in school that oh it'll work out um and sometimes you get a bit lazy you don't think twice about it you say that you know what i can i can manage to do okay on that test or i can be okay as a soccer player and not even need to practice i think the biggest thing I learned from that, once I started finding that I was slipping, is to make sure that get right back into it, work hard, train hard, and you see the final product. Even that 1% difference every day makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're not checking patients' eyes, what do you do for fun? Mm. So I love soccer. So I love playing soccer, and I also love watching soccer. Mm. Um, so just being able to get out there, um, meet up with friends, kick around the ball, and then also support the team that you love. Yeah. Well, do you play video games? And if you do, what's your favorite one? So, favorite... So, I have a couple of favorite games. Um, One of them is FIFA, because it's soccer-related. So, I think you saw that one coming. Um, I also like racing games. So, I I love to be able to be behind the wheel. Um, I don't know if you follow Formula One. um, Those types of games. Yeah, Yeah, nice. Well, does the computer screen ever mess with your eyes? It does. When you're not wearing your eyes? When you're not wearing your eyes... Glasses. <laughs> so, computer screens do strain our eyes, and that's the most difficult thing. The problem is that nowadays there's so many screens. We're always looking at a screen, um, whether it's watching the show, whether it's um, watching... Being on a video, radio show. Being on a radio show, um, looking at your phone. Um, we strain our eyes, and we want to make sure we're taking breaks and giving your eyes a chance to just relax and take some time away from the screen. Mm-hmm. Which is also why we have blue light glasses. This is true. Which Even if you don't even have a prescription, still be nice. Yeah, blue light glasses are actually, I'm glad you brought that up, that actually does help make a difference, um, as long as it's a good quality blue light lens. Um, the idea is that blue light can affect how well we sleep. It can. There are some studies that show that it can be linked to certain eye conditions, so in either case, we want to make sure we're protecting from uh, the blue light from our eyes and that we can sleep like normal, we are um, able to get through our day properly, and hopefully prevent our eyes from being affected in the future. Yeah. 
Okay, so what's your favorite book to read? Hmm. So I don't. I haven't read a fiction book uh, too recently. Um, I've been following a lot more of nonfiction. So, for example, um, books where I can uh, be able to learn and grow as a person to be able to help people. Um, so, for example, whether it's leadership-related books um, or whether it's books where, like I was saying, um, even that 1% makes a difference, that's from another book um, where just making one change every single day, those 1% changes make you so much better through the course of your life. Wow. Okay, okay. Now, can you tell me that one story? You know, remember, this is a kid's show, but the one story, well, that you're not supposed to tell me about. Come on, you can tell me. Hmm, good question. One story. What kind of story are you looking for? Embarrassing. Embarrassing story. Um, an embarrassing story. The one that comes to my mind would be uh, one of the days while I was actually playing soccer. Um, had, we were playing indoor soccer. The ground is a little bit harder, so you do have to be a little bit more careful. Yeah. Um, it's just turf. It's just her. Yeah. Um, turned around and uh, we were up. Um, this was the first day of the first um, session of our league. And uh, I actually was able to score a goal. Usually I'm not the one scoring the goals because usually I'm more defensive or midfield. I'm not the one up front. Yeah. Scored a goal. On my way back, um, the next play uh, ended up bumping into someone and landed on the ground, not realizing what happened. Come to find out the next day, I actually broke my collarbone in that process. So I actually had to sit out that whole game, and everyone's just wondering what's going on, why is he on the side, and then later the night found out that that was the reason why. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Well, is there anything else you think my listeners should know about you? Um, let's see. So fun fact about me, I'm actually born in London. Wow. So that's where I get a lot of my soccer background from. So I was born in London, moved here uh, when I was younger, so around like age 12. So I still went through high school here. That's why my British accent doesn't come out very strong unless I'm back home or with family. But, yeah, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a Facebook or website for my listeners to follow you? Yeah, so um, the best place to look at would be on um, on our practice website. So that would be uh, www.baldwinpark.com. I care.com so that's B A L D W I N P A R K E Y E C A R E dot com. Okay. So what is this crazy thing you got here? You know So this is a cool way for me to show you how transition lenses work. Mm-hmm. So it uses UV light. So if we put these down, let me take a look at your glasses. Sure. So if I put these underneath the light And then we give it a few seconds, and we'll see that it slowly darkens up. Then we bring it back out. And now if you put these on. Now they're dark. Now they're dark. So whenever you go outside, your transition lenses will become darker automatically. And when you come back inside, after a few minutes, they clear back to normal again. Hmm. Well, what is that one question that you think I forgot to ask you? Hmm. Well, you didn't ask me if I had any questions for you. Well, do you? Maybe a couple. Okay, ask them. All right. So, how long have you been wearing glasses for? 
About a good six years, I think. About six years, okay. Um, do you wear your glasses all the time? Not when I'm sleeping. That's a good rule to make. Sometimes when I wake up, I go to my computer. Hmm. Before today, did you know that we can slow down the prescription from getting worse? Or did you always think that your eyes are going to get worse every single year? I figured it would just get worse every year. Now you know something different. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and see, my glasses are already clear. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elias Gar, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners? I sure can. We love math. Tiberius' favorite subject, it's Math Corners! Thank you so much, LDS Gar, for helping me with Math Corners. This week, we're going to do some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. Today, we're going to talk about the museum. Sounds good. Well, Tamara's dad gave her $25 to spend while visiting the Science Museum. At lunchtime, she bought a sandwich at the cafe for $6.59. Before she left the museum, Tamara spent $17.99 on a book about the solar system. How much money does she have left? Perfect. Let's go through it together. Sure. Well, first is a real-world problem because people do like to visit museums, and they're always trying to sell you stuff. This is true. So, to solve this one first, you have to figure out how much does she spend. So you add the $6.59 and the $17.99, and then you get $24.58. Now, you have to subtract the $24.58 from the $25 that she started with, and you get, what? Only $0.42 cents left? She should have skipped that sandwich and packed the lunch, I swear. So, Elias Gar. Do you have you ever spent money at the gift shops at museums? Uh, most of the time, I don't usually get too many things from it. But sometimes, if there's something that really is interesting and piques my interest, Space. then we'll get it. Now, Eliasgar, my teacher said that I would use math every day. Do you use math while working as an eye doctor? Well, I would say your teacher's correct. Um, we do use math on a daily day, a daily basis. So, for example. If I'm in the exam room and I have someone who wants to get contact lenses, so we figured out what their glasses prescription looks like, but now I have to convert it with math to get the right prescription for the contact lenses. Because if I look like this, we're looking at the glasses here and how the contact lens actually sits on the eye. So that distance makes a big difference. Right. So that's why people get called four eyes. Because it looks like you have four eyes from the side. I never thought... Oh! Man. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Elias Gar, for helping me with Math Corners. Of course. And now it's time for The Heart of a Lion. As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by The Heart of a Lion which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and nobility. This week, we're going to talk about leadership. For me, I think leadership is the act of loving what is good, having self-control, and being disciplined. The qualities of leadership are providing guidance and direction, organization, and being a positive influence on others. 
So this week, I saw leadership with my teachers. We have a retreat, and we had lots of activities to do. Not only did they have to figure out food options and so forth, but because there were so many kids, not everyone could do the same activity at the same time. So they have to find a way to keep everyone busy while ensuring everyone got to attempt all the activities. This took a lot of organization and discipline. The teachers provided guidance and direction and ensured we all had a blast of a retreat. So, Ali Asghar, did you see or use leadership at all this week? I did. So, we regularly have meetings with our team. So, we try to have a nice team mentality. Um, and as the doctor, I oftentimes do have to bring in leadership. So, I have to be able to guide my team so that they can help people who come into our office and help them um, help them feel good and see better. So that means whether it's um, making sure that we're uh, taking care of people properly, um, we're um, caring for them, we're greeting them kindly, um, all of these things I have to be able to help lead them along the way. Mm -hmm. Of the heart of lion virtues, which is the one that you see the most? I think leadership is the biggest one. I think leadership is very key. We have to be strong and be able to um, lead in our own ways. And that means whether it's whether it's at, um, as a doctor, whether it's uh, out and about, even at the grocery store. You want to be able to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Well, we should always try and be lion strong in everything we do, shouldn't we? We should. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Dr. Aliaskar Jagani for being on my show. It has been so much in talking about today. I think we learned a lot about the optometry industry and how to take care of your eyes. Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's been an amazing experience, and I hope we were able to teach um, your listeners something new. No problem. Do you mind giving your website again? So you can find you can find us locally. Um, we have uh, an office here in Baldwin Park. Um, you can also find us online at www.baldwinparkicare.com. Um, and you can also find us on social media as well. Okay. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Tiberius Show, and please be sure to visit The Tiberius Show on YouTube and subscribe. Also, be sure to listen to us next week on The Tiberius Show with your host, Tiberius Boy!